0: Starting, starting. We've started and I've totally fucked up. I, oh, we yeah, right. we're live, we're live. And guess what I did? I left oh, my um, I left my water over go there. Ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm not, not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. We're going to we're going to do uh, cannabis legalization news because you have to understand if the people aren't happy after like a minute, they just start leaving. And there was so much in cannabis legalization news this week that uh, I can Slack channel my assistant to have her bring in the water that I forgot in a few minutes, but like, how is stuff going out West? Cause in Illinois, we'll talk about it. It's bananas.
1: Nothing uh, new out here. Uh, two weeks ago was that bill. And then we just had the, uh, the Seattle cannabis freedom March.
0: Oh, what's the Seattle? Uh, hang on a second. I'm typing something, another thing. What's the Seattle uh, cannabis freedom March. So globally there's a March that occurs across the world in different spots
1: there's a website for it that i believe i posted one time and i'll post again in the comments but in seattle uh a a girl a woman named uh, melissa heism has taken the helm for the past 15 years and uh this year was the 20th year of uh it's pretty nice we take over the central uh city of downtown like your central area Mm -hmm. and uh, you know uh, speakers music uh some consumption is being done uh, safely uh with cops in the area it's it's a neat little
0: uh, you gotta consume your cannabis with cops in the area, otherwise marijuana will be unsafe
1: it it's it's the neatest and weirdest thing to do it when it first happened to me. I kind of your ass puckers a little bit, but
0: uh yeah, yeah, everybody thinks that, but you know the police only are have that bad name because of the drug war it's not not their fault that the drug war is here it's the politicians it's such a contrast though you know um Uh, Being able to
1: walk past a cop smoking versus uh, I I was doing some research uh, and there's a uh, Wisconsin um, one of these court documents. I'm gonna post it just for uh, shits and giggles, but uh, you should. There was like five uh, sentences for just THC possession, and uh,
0: five sentences for THC possession. Yeah, five different sentences.
1: Yeah, like five different people were fucking lied to, fucked over because they got caught smoking weed
0: and that is, uh, Wisconsin is not where Illinois is with adult use. Illinois' adult use bill dropped off yesterday. Yesterday, I mean, like, it was rumored. So, like, Illinois had a nice rumor. Uh, 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 thank you. Kristen is here as well. She's been helping me out, and I really, or Kristen, really appreciate it. But, yeah, Illinois' uh, adult use bill totally did some amazing shit, and it's basically like a state law version of the Marijuana Justice Act. Are you familiar with Cory Booker's bill? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, like Illinois, I mean, I I got it. I got the first what was leaked uh, was the nine pages from Pritzker himself or the Pritzker office. So the the executive is on board with what they want uh, for the adult use bill. And then the uh, legislature, they filed this bill back in January. And that bill has been circulating around. Springfield for the past four months and now it is finally on file for the public to be able to review depending on how you you say it is in numbers of pages it's 522 pages long the way that laws are written but if you hit print on your computer and reprint it out then it's only like 380 pages but uh, it's a huge you know broad uh, legalization uh, plan that calls for a lot of what they call social equity. So like your uh, new law is the size of the Mueller report almost. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculously huge and it's going to take years for it to actually go into effect because they are going, Oh my gosh, you just saw that girl up at the top of the screen trip on the last stair. I'm going to have to. Oh, anyway. shit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, real time stuff you but, uh, is awesome. yeah the last uh, the last well it's it's 400 pages or to 522 pages and it has different layers and so there are going to be these social uh, equity applicants and i believe and i have to review uh cuz i i went over the general uh, nine pages and i have to now drill into the actual statute itself and i have a research assistant that's going to be helping me so we can create uh content over the summer as these new types of applicants, they aren't going to come online uh, immediately. You know, it's the first thing that'll come online with Illinois adult use. Uh, Oh, it's going to make you so jealous.
1: Oh, don't tell me consumption lounges. Home grow. Oh, shit. That's a good one.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, because the way that it's written, it says that the uh, the law is going to be effective immediately. Uh, So if it's effective immediately, and then there's some rules for home grow five plants per household so like a husband wife that both reside in the same house they can't have 10. so five plants per household and it needs to be your primary residence and you need to be a resident of the state of illinois so college kids uh renting someplace wouldn't necessarily be able to get the uh the home grow but if you're a homeowner and uh you live in the state of illinois you can have home grow in your house five plants and uh, it gets a little bit more like, you know, they they treat it ridiculous a little bit. But, you know, this is the law. It's changing. You have to allow a lot of change and be liberalized as much as it's been in, in 80 years while there's still a lot of regulation. And then once they realize the sky didn't fall out, of you know, the sky was not falling and uh, mass hysteria didn't ensue. It can it can open up in the future. But no public view of the home grow and also you need like a key code to get into the home grow. So the home grow market kind of might become uh, like a man cave market. So like there's gonna be a ho- I'm not sure if a cottage industry is gonna spring up of uh, contractors that are gonna start offering people like <laughs> grow rooms. Yeah, no, so yeah. With, with your law is
1: now immediately in effect for home grow,
0: does that mean it can upon create passage upon passage? So like they have to pass the like the bill just was introduced. Granted, it was introduced in January of 2000 of this year, but then it was just published to the public. I mean, it's been going around in uh, public circles, uh, you know, behind the scenes. But it's been published to the, to the public now and they're going to debate it and hopefully they'll have it passed. In three weeks, hopefully it passes because one of the legislative sessions ends on May 31st, and we know that Pritzker will sign it because it was Pritzker's press conference this past weekend, and it was his nine pages that I did a YouTube on that took me like 40 minutes to just like sit there and read through it and kind of explain which each various level of the the new adult use bill has, and you know it's if if it's passed and signed this summer then yes, uh, uh, you can start. I mean, if, if, if the, the language doesn't change, so it's effective date is the date that it's signed into law by the, uh, the executive, by J.D. Pritzker, then the home grow would be legal. However, the next date, the next big date in the Illinois uh, adult use isn't until January 1 of 2020. So it's not like, there's going to be dispensaries that are open. If the adult use, I'm sorry, if the home grow stays in the law, as it's written, there will be that aspect of it will come online. But the first dispensaries and the first sale of adult use marijuana is still not scheduled until January of 2020. So like the actual, yeah, you're not going to
1: have dispensaries, but can you per se have a gardening shop or where
0: were these people going to be able to buy their seeds and clones? Well, you'll be able to buy your seeds wherever you're able to buy seeds, I suppose. I know that you can go on the Internet and there are websites where you can buy. They'll even advertise feminine, not feminized seed. So, uh, you know, where can you get your seeds? I don't know. uh, Wherever you can. But then also, if the law becomes effective immediately, you have to understand that the possession issues. So it's still legal to buy it and it's still illegal to have more than. Um, it's still illegal to have more than one ounce in possession in public, but, uh, you know, if with five plants, that ounce that's gonna, uh, after a few flowerings, you're going to have a lot more than an ounce, but you have yeah. to keep it in the grow room. So like these grow rooms are going to be, um, you know, like I said, kind of like man caves, but yeah. caves where, you know, it has to be locked to keep the kids out. And then once you've and also to, to hide it from public view. But then once you're in your home grow uh, and, and you're locked in behind you, you're al- allowed to have the cannabis that you grew. And then if you're going to leave, you can take up to one ounce. Uh, of course, if you're a medical patient, you still could apply by the medical rules. So a lot of people will be able to, well, the, the medical patients will still be able to have their 2.5 ounces or whatever uh, their card says they can have. So uh, we got a uh, comment.
1: Um, Jack says, I'd like to leave a controversial comment saying that I think the police in Illinois have been part of the problem. So many police chiefs advocate for continued prohibition and they blame it on a DUI liability.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's like Upton Sinclair said over 100 years ago, it's very hard for somebody to understand something when their paycheck depends upon them not understanding it. And so their paycheck has depended upon them not understanding uh, the benefits of legalized cannabis because they've been able to arrest people and incarcerate them. And then perhaps also test them or, or, or declare that they are guilty of intoxicated driving, depending on how that that statute itself is written, as opposed to. You know, again, the, the anti-drunk uh, or uh, intoxicated driving laws are supposed to reduce intoxicated driving. Uh, the fact that somebody could test positive for a metabolite of marijuana does not speak to whether or not that person operating the vehicle was intoxicated. But it does speak to how easy it is to test for the metabolite of marijuana.
1: Yeah. Well, and you got to watch for law enforcement, too. When they become part of policy, um, there's still an ignorant side of, like, the culture and common sense side of where people can responsibly partake of cannabis and not have their lives ruined opposed to like cop who doesn't even understand. Like, what do you mean you can smoke a joint and still walk? (laughs) You know I mean? They can't be that bad. Are they? Are they that bad? My son had a normal uh, coloring book that I I wish I saved, but it said that you couldn't smoke a joint, ride a bike at the same time.
0: (laughs) No way. No way. I don't believe that. I couldn't smoke a joint and ride a bike at the same time. Are you kidding? What would they say about like all the snowboarders? I mean, literally all of the snowboarders. You can't, you can't smoke a joint and then shred the bow-pow on the mau-mau uh, at all. You'll just fall right over into the banks, man. It'd be
1: all, all Canada. What are you talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. Canada. They're still legal. And, and yeah. nothing, as far as I'm aware, has gone wrong yet. But Illinois had a huge week, and not only that, now we have all these hemp farmers. We've had 400 hemp farmers, and so now it's uh, still applications are coming in, and I'm streamlining my, uh, my application process to, you know, not just, it's not just about the application. Then you also have to make sure you have the hemp farm lease in order. Then you also have to make sure that you have the correct, um, you know, agency uh, agreements in, in place for your hemp farm, so that you can document who is the farmer's agent appropriately so you can account for this crop that can't go wandering off. If that crop goes wandering off, the, the farmer is exposing himself to liability.
1: You know, along, along the, uh, the hemp conversation, did you uh,
0: see Montana just pass three hemp bills? I did not see that Montana just passed three hemp bills. I did see that Texas is moving forward with some hemp bills. I saw that it looks like out east, out east is getting shown up by the Midwest right now when it comes to adult use legalization. Specifically, New York and New Jersey are just, you know, I I pray that the Illinois uh, bill, which again, who's going to stand in the way of the Illinois bill? You have the governor giving a press conference and releasing his 10 page summary of the legislature's 500 page law that this has been in the works. I mean, it was in his uh, uh, platform. It's been in the works and introduced since day one of uh, the legislative session. So I really think that the Illinois uh, adult use bill is going to be the law by the end of this year. You know, looking at you, New Jersey, looking at you, New York, what's taking so long? So, with, you know, with you guys passing,
1: well, the recreational first because your hemp policy is slowly evolving, right? I mean, you're going to have
0: Right, it's the first year. It's everything's first year. So these things, these laws do evolve. To be honest, yeah,
1: yeah. And then I think it's uh, this is like
0: there's two different green rushes. There's the recreational green rush, and there's the CBD hemp green rush. Hemp green rush is huge, man. I just CBD stores are sprouting up all over uh, Peoria. I just saw another one. They have like the, these big green flags. CBD sold here. Hey, did you see the article in uh, Cannabis Legalization News about um, Family Video? No. Do you guys have Family Videos out there? What was oh
1: oh oh yeah? I saw they're selling. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I, I know what storage you're talking about.
0: Yeah, Family Video. It's it's like Blockbuster, except it didn't go broke. Uh, mostly because Family Video uh, has a uh, this this room in the back where you could go and rent other videos, and uh, and that helped. And then Family Video kind of diversified, uh, and actually. These pipes that I'm talking to you through are Family Video. It's called I three Broadband here in Peoria. So okay. one of the owners of Family Video is somewhat related to this particular area, and they offer broadband to a few uh, businesses. We're one of them, and then also uh, Family Video has a, it's a video store that does broadband, sells pizza, Marco's Pizza, and then also CBD. I I, I just can't believe Family Video sometimes.
1: Well, I mean, that's a, you know, when local shops, local staples of communities do shit like that, that's just a, a, another evolve of the, uh, uh, the perception, right. Of the, uh, the stigma, um, because mm-hmm. people are like, Oh, I can go to family video and buy shit. But there's another thing too, where people, uh, it's kind of where ignorance is the, still the, uh, the market that drives the market. Cause one of the things that people speculate is, do I really want to buy my CBDs at a gas station? But I don't think anybody... What, about a, video?
0: Like, what about a video store? Do, you want, do I want to buy my CBD at a video store?
1: Well, if they have the reputation that you're saying in their local community, I think that's going to be more of a regional thing, which hmm. is, is good. But I think in the same token, the, the consumer needs to focus about where did they come from? There has to be more uh, source-based knowledge than there is like, oh, it just says CBD. like I, you know, Because there's CBD that comes from China.
0: Oh, I thought most of the CBD is coming from China in the sense that Industrial hemp wasn't illegal in China. So they saw that there was this demand. They're just going to grow it then they'll they'll process it. And I, I don't know. Uh, you know, because not all CBD is like stamped, you know, proudly made in America. Some of them are. Some of my clients are. And, and that's the stuff that I, I'll buy. But uh, not all of it is branded like, oh, proudly made in America. So I'm wondering if that stuff is the, the CBD that might be imported from China. Which you know, uh, China is just and Trump in you know, it. What what the heck? Why does he just like to get attention when it comes to China? And he just likes to royal the stock markets, you know. But um, who cares? Yeah, he roils he
1: roils something. Trump.
0: What's that? <laughs> he roils something. But uh, yeah, he does. He does. You
1: know, but it's not just China in this in this hemp game. Uh, you know, Africa is a big big contender too.
0: I had no idea that there was hemp imports from Africa. I know that Africa has some medical marijuana i thought like, you know, one of the further eastern areas of africa that you know helps supply israel but uh, and i can't even remember what name of that eastern african com- com- uh, country it is it's not ethiopia but uh, ethiopia isn't that where um you know, the rastafarians god came from uh yeah uh, selassie uh, uh selassie king selassie king,
1: king, i think king selassie but um yeah. In Africa, there's a big company that. Uh, let me see if I can uh, find it, but um, they were kind of keeping it on a down low for a long time. And then, as they, this process has been happening, they just announced that they bought this huge purchase of land of hemp farmers in Africa. And uh, it's kind of like uh, when you when you uh, short the market, you know, because it's a huge supply that they have out there.
0: So. Well, there's a lot of huge suppliers out there. And then it looks like uh, the amount of so And I've been counseling the, the, the companies that are getting into Illinois, especially if they're unsophisticated. And I know, I know a lot of the farmers are going to get in over their heads because, you know, there's no pesticides for uh, hemp. It's going to be grown organically. And not only that, you have to weed it. And it, and it takes I mean, it's a lot more labor intensive than corn. And so and it's also expensive like how much is a do you know how much a hemp seed goes for i you know i don't know um i can, can find out though it, it could be a couple huh? of bucks you know a dollar or, or a two dollars I mean, depending on the genetics uh that yeah. are being quoted i've seen you know hemp seeds are going for over a thousand dollar a pound and then depending on what strain it is and then it's that's not even feminized seeds so you still have to wow. walk the rows to make sure that you call the males so that your your crop doesn't uh, you know get pollinated yep. unless of course you try to grow for seed but there's a lot of ag scientists in uh this area that are really excited about the prospects of hemp farming because illinois's got great dirt yeah well the midwest is a huge farming
1: community hey in regards to uh, your illinois policy uh l bar says madigan told the tribune he didn't think they would have enough time to put the votes together
0: they didn't have enough time to put the votes together this thing's been going on since january it was on pritzker's platform since last year when he was running for uh, for governor i can't believe that now the guy who makes or breaks and that's that's weird that you know could you imagine if like Mitch McConnell told Donald Trump, I don't know about this. I mean, it just it shows that there is this schism in the Democratic Party in Illinois. And Mike Madigan has literally been running the state of Illinois for decades. And a lot of people do blame him for the economic problems of the state because it's been his show that he's been running basically since the, uh, the last uh, Constitution. And the last constitution in Illinois is 1970. And so because we have this, this person who's been in power for decades and decades and decades, I'm not sure if he just hasn't had his beak wet enough. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe he just hasn't got enough money yet or or what. But um, yeah, I, I don't I, I hope that it doesn't get derailed, especially if it's I mean, why is it gonna get derailed? It's not it's not because of the home grow. It may be because of the way that they're trying to apportion. The actual licenses themselves. These, there's going to be several, uh, and I'm not. I'd have to read it. I think it's like 70 of the actual. I mean, there's going to be hundreds of these new uh, participants in the uh, legal cannabis business in Illinois, and some of them are going to be social equity applicants that get uh, this low interest loan and financing help so that they can actually open. And it's trying to help fix the problems of the drug war that disproportionately hurt the poor and the minorities. And so, so many of the the new licenses are supposed to be set aside by people that are in either those minorities or in those geographic locations that have uh, been blighted by the drug war. And maybe people are pushing back against that. I think that's a little unfair, to be honest. I mean, they, they just totally decimated this uh, society over the past 80 years. And then how dare they take uh, a legal action to help try to fix it through revenue uh, that will be generated by legalizing marijuana. I just don't get it. But
1: For that social equity program too, are they uh, even looking at offenders?
0: Oh, yeah. There's auto expungement involved. And that auto expungement is pretty exciting in the sense that if it is a a, a cannabis only offense, a lower cannabis only offense, uh, you know, possession and some uh, manufacturing distribution, just not like a lot. I can't remember where the cutoff is uh, because I'm not a criminal lawyer. So I really don't understand how felonies all stack up in, in, uh, uh, in our state. But I know that there was auto expungement for low level marijuana only offenders. If your your case also included one of the uh, uh, auto expungible, uh offenses, but other offenses, then you can petition to at least have the uh, marijuana aspects of it uh, expunged, which is, again, great. Because now a lot of these people that might have had to check a box uh, about their criminal record in a, in a job application, that'll go away, which is you know, that's that's really cool. Hey, uh, so, uh,
1: new note, um, something I wanted to talk about was, uh, I'm always bitching about the dysfunctionality of, like, how we're just not, the United States of America, we're more like, you know, disassociated states of America, um, right. you know, if we had one blatant policy, or if everybody was on page, like, now all these states are throwing all these hemp bills out, right, everybody's throwing out hemp because CBD is a big thing, Yeah. Uh, money. hemp is federally legal now, um, so I'm going to post this article here, but... The Magic Kingdom in Florida is not so magical when you go through with the CBD fucking jar.
0: I saw that. Now I don't. Uh, I need to look, learn Florida law because I'd love to help Florida. I'd love to help other states have a bill like Illinois that they can use to uh, legalize marijuana. I mean, like I said, it's it's a lot like the Marijuana Justice Act that was supposed to uh, Cory Booker's bill that has uh, auto expungement language, but also social justice language and these types of funds that go to help uh, the under the areas that were hurt by marijuana prohibition and then also push other states to legalize it. And, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, the laboratory of democracy for a while, but over the next 10 years, standardizations of these laws will eventually um, emerge. And then there might be like a model marijuana code in 2029 uh, or, or so, or 2030 but another one of the really cool aspects of the Illinois bill is this new licensure for, um, cannabis transportation. Do you guys have that type of license out in Washington state? Oh sorry, Say it again. Uh, cannabis transportation. So kind of like, and mm-hmm. I think I need to review it more, but there's no cap on it. So it doesn't seem like there's any limit on the amount of, uh, cannabis transportation licenses. And I'm not sure if this is something like, you know, uh, Uber weed, you know, or instead of Uber eats, it'd be Uber, Uber weeds, uh, something like that, where you could have a business. Now, again, it, it could actually be the transportation of the, uh, the cannabis itself from the cultivation center to the processor to the dispensary. But I don't know if they have one that does uh, from the dispensary to the consumer. Like, you know, you can check out at your dispensary and then have somebody uh, deliver the cannabis. Do they have cannabis delivery in Washington state? No,
1: uh, well, the only thing that's incorporated in our law is the transportation, uh, because they are businesses transporting from point A to B, grower to processor, you know, grow to store. But um, that's something they want to do. Uh, It is available in California. I know California has Ease Ease, and also uh, Green Angels, I believe they're called, where uh, it's a woman-owned business where they show up and, you know, you have a selection. Um, but you know, that's one of the things in uh, Washington, I used to have a guy that did that, (laughs) but it wasn't legal.
0: Well, that's, that's weird. I remember when I was in Washington state, uh, 2015, I remember like we'd text and like the car would show up and like, you know, you, you just get in one side of the car and out the other and like pick up your weed that way. And yeah, yeah, people were only weed. no, no, it was, it
1: was It was still a transaction it was medical as long as you were looking at your script or whatever but all the transportation of cannabis as far as delivery services there is no you know structure for that yet
0: man and here i am four or five years later finding out that what i thought was totally fine might not have been but i still went to uncle ike's and i think that was totally legal oh yeah yeah and
1: then uh i mean in canada they get their shit through the mail
0: i think in america a lot of shit goes through the mail as well but uh it's just not supposed to In canada that's that's pretty cool yeah you could and that's another thing like you know can you mail it in state can i like uh can the dispensary just mail me my my uh nuggets uh probably not uh, i can review and and that's something i will be reviewing each one of these because it, it's 500 pages i mean i haven't gotten mm-hmm. the, I, can't read, be. I read the definitions that's it
1: what's that it, it, it can't the, so i think it'll never be in that situation unless you have a State, uh, postal authority because uh, you know the U.S. Post Office is always going to be federal. That's
0: always
1: they're always you always right. got
0: to go. I, I recall that the people would say you're supposed you shouldn't use FedEx because they don't have the First Amendment. Is it the First yeah. Amendment? No, it's the Fourth Amendment. The FedEx doesn't have the Fourth Amendment, but because the Post Office is the government, they have to make sure that they can't use any reasonable search and seizure of your stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of like the governmental actor has to play by a heightened uh, set of rules than the private uh, uh, courier does.
1: Okay, like one has to like defend your
0: honor and the other one has no. One of them has to comply with the Bill of Rights and the other one kind of does, but not like as as literally kind of like how. uh, Sure, this is on YouTube and this is on Facebook, but. our First Amendment rights really don't uh, come up as much because this is a private uh, company's stuff that we're using to interact in a public forum. So they have a a better ability to be able to uh, sanction what we're saying and curtail our speech than if this was uh, a Google or a Facebook like the post office in the sense that it was a federal government uh, technological program Then we'd have a a better First Amendment right to say, like, no, we're allowed to say whatever we want. And these are government employees, uh, that type of stuff. Gotcha.
1: And, you know, along this uh, last week, we talked about how you uh, you're a bad citizen if you smoke weed. So you can't be a a bad citizen. citizen.
0: Thank you. That's that's why I do this so that I can remind everybody that I'm a bad citizen that you could never become a citizen if you're doing what you're doing. Thank goodness I I was born a citizen. Otherwise, you know, God forbid I would be uh, an immigrant here on a green card that has PTSD or or cancer, and then uh, I get my medical marijuana card, and then instead of me being able to treat my cancer, my PTSD, ICE shows up and deports me. That would suck.
1: And and so, listen to this story. There's a a gentleman who just got released from prison after serving 39 years behind bars, Antonio Bascaro. Mm -hmm. And so, he just got released. He served uh, in the Bay of Pigs during the Cuban Revolution, uh, you know, serving for America. And uh, then he got arrested for being part of a a marijuana scheme, you know, smuggling scheme. But um, he just got released after 39 years. And now he has to go to a deportation hearing.
0: Not a deportation hearing.
1: Yeah. I mean, how wonderful is that? You spent 39 years behind bars. They release you. And I say, yeah, now we're going to question whether you're a citizen or not. Because uh, your crime, even though you served in the military, helping us.
0: Yeah, it's just not fair. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's always been like the the conception of marijuana and its legal status has always really just been uh, them trying to say that what you're doing is un-American. And, yeah. you know, and it's just and it's not. I mean, it's kind of like jazz music is as American as it gets. You know, uh, it's apple pie. what's what's that? Apple pie. Yeah, it's apple pie. And, like you know, that, I'm not sure. And what's the other one? Yeah, yeah, Hispanics. Well, Hispanics have been here longer than us. It's always been yeah. there. I mean, it's it's just it's annoying to think that these people. And then that's the other thing. Americans are a melting pot by definition. Isn't like the only thing that's un-American like fascist communists? Isn't that about it? You know, right? And then apparently they're making a comeback. I hope not, man. Those guys suck. Well, I just think it's funny everybody
1: fighting about like. Uh- like the Charlotte space shit or Charlottesville, you know, and you got oh, these guys.
0: Yeah. And but people have been so flipping stupid for so long that they've just been be they've been racist for decades. They've been racist for hundreds, if not thousands and tens of thousands of years. Are we yeah. so uh, are we so full of ourselves that we think we're so smart in 2019 that you know, racism is just going to be over? I, I, right. I think so. But then again, you know, lower your expectations. Look at the man in the White House.
1: Right. Hey, and i happier now because um, last week we talked about Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. And apparently she's done some more good work and released 17 prisoners so far in 90 days.
0: That is good work. You know, I'm glad that she's uh, trying to become a lawyer and she's helping with criminal justice reform. It's probably the best thing she's ever done. <laughs> it's got to be yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But. Hey, hey! Did you hear the uh, the the study out of Barclays? Barclays has done a a study to determine how large the uh, legal how large the marijuana market in the United States is right now if it was legalized today. Did you hear about how much that is? No, how big would it be? Twenty eight billion dollars. Not shocked. Yeah, and they said it's going to grow to. 41 in the next 10 years or nine years. So they think it would be up to 41 billion by 2028 Uh, at $41 billion. That is $28 billion of extra tax revenue a year. If it was taxed at the same level as tobacco. And then they, they, what's
1: that? that Recreational cannabis, not even
0: including hemp. That's right. That's right. That's just, and so, uh, that's that's a little bit estimated. It does say U.S. weed market. And so like the U.S. marijuana market uh, would be twenty eight billion today if it was legalized. And then so it's still uh, tens of billions of dollars of uh, excise taxes that it would generate. But that is only including marijuana. It's not including him.
1: Damn, A lot of fucking money.
0: Well, that's Barclays. And, you know, they uh, they have some good math guys there, but uh, it's always difficult to to estimate uh, black markets and then say this is how large it would be based upon patterns of use and and tax revenue uh, generated on tobacco in the uh, the legal states, but you know. Ah, that's good stuff. Hey, did bad. you get any other news uh, that happened in cannabis uh, this week for you?
1: Um, nothing that stands out. You know, we, uh, we have a constant battle with the uh, LCB uh it's a power struggle. Um everybody wants to take this um there's people who stand up for against the bad uh regulation that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And there's all the people who are making money and afraid to speak up. It's like their home grow issue. Some people who are okay and, and doing well are just like, Yeah, we believe home grow because it's a fundamental right. Then you got other people who are just more concerned about their little pockets of money and they're like, No, 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 we can't because it might be the federal people and it, it makes no fucking sense. Like this march I went to last week, um, it frustrated me because most of the people there were like the sick, the old. Um, I like to say they're uh, that's who uh, the outlaws were, you know? It's like sick and old people. And and that's who was at this march. There was no uh, representation from the I-502 I market. Um, you know, we have people who are making – the state makes $300 million a year in taxes. And, and you can't tell me out of that $300 million, there's not like, say – somebody making a couple million in the Seattle area, they should have, it just seemed like a lack of support for their freedom. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. That sucks, dude. Hey, have you heard anything about the Oklahoma medical marijuana market? Yeah, I was there. You were there. I yeah. hear, I hear, huh? I mean, from the, I'm looking at some, some stuff that was written by Dave Howard. No relation. As far as I, I know off of uh, leafly magazine and it's, like shocking like i didn't know that there was such a viable medical marijuana market in the plain states let alone oklahoma uh, surrounded by nebraska and and uh, texas and and all these i mean i've heard arkansas is actually a pretty cool state for medical marijuana too but i am tell me about your trips to oklahoma so i'm going to paste an article i wrote
1: because i call it toklahoma
0: toklahoma to that's classy
1: and it's an amazing Um, When you scroll through the pictures in the article that I I, I posted, um, you have CBD stores all over Oklahoma. So before they had uh, medical marijuana in place, they had CBD laws. And these CBD stores were, and they're just specific, just CBD stores, lotions, flour, whatever, anything CBD infused. Um, They were all over the fucking place. They were like Starbucks. They're literally, you you go corner, there's another CBD store. I'm like, how many old people are coming here and buying this stuff? Because they were so close and, and so spread out that it was bound to, like, people get comfortable with the CBD product. They get comfortable referring to him, and then here's here's marijuana. Let's just take it one step further, and it wasn't that hard for them to do.
0: Well, that is amazing, but, like, according to this article uh, from Dave Harvard, Howard, they said that uh, OMMA, so the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Association, or whatever uh, area that's running it, and providing data, 63,647 patients in March of this year, an average of more than 10,000 a month in, in in new patients. In Illinois, by the way, I don't think it's hit 70,000 patients yet, and that's Illinois. That's a, a larger state population-wise when it comes to Oklahoma. And, and licenses the- for 412 caregivers, 1,100 dispensaries, almost 2,000 growers, and 600 processors. Are they just... Not um, regulating Oklahoma medical marijuana very, very well. I should either have, uh, I could review the medical marijuana laws in Oklahoma, but I would rather find an Oklahoma marijuana attorney and have him on the program so we can talk about what's going on in Oklahoma. So here's what
1: I, I saw in Oklahoma because what I went there for was for uh, Seattle Hemp Fest, they've uh, branded the Hemp Fest name to so like a chain where you know, somebody in uh, like they were going to have a Jamaica Hemp Fest and a uh, Atlantic City Hemp Fest. You know, uh, so Seattle Hemp Fest because it's a nonprofit, they have the they they're able to come out and help people set up their events, get things started, uh, speakers. You know, there's a whole structure to how they do things. And so we went to Oklahoma for C- uh, Oklahoma Hemp Fest, and uh, um, it was a really good time. Uh, we smoked. We were left alone um, at at the hotel. We smoked like in the because. People are still smoking cigarettes to get in restaurants out in the Midwest, you know, like.
0: Well, the, the fact that I, a- I, mean, I can imagine that Oklahoma still has like, you know, cigarette laws. I mean, it's been illegal to smoke cigarettes in the restaurant in Illinois for 10, a little more than 10 years. I remember when I was in law school in Wisconsin, uh, it was legal uh, up until I graduated. So like it was legal in Wisconsin to smoke cigarettes in bars and it was just gross. And it was yeah. like 2008. Well, and that's what your your, your your atmosphere
1: is still in Oklahoma, where it's a lot of good old boy system. And and, and so what I noticed there, too, was um, when we are at HempFest, a lot of people came to learn about, like, what to expect. Because we came to talk about how Washington State's medical marijuana market went from Washington State medical mar- marijuana to the recreational we have now. Because, like I've always been t- talking about, is when we had medical, it was pretty much a true free market where if you had shitty product, you weren't going to be successful because, uh, you know, it's more of the consumer awareness and, uh, the, the person that grew it was most likely the person that sold to you because they had a storefront and then mm-hmm. they would funnel in their, their buddy's weed. And, but again, if you had shitty weed, you weren't, you weren't selling, you know, high end product. The consumer was more aware at that time, I believe because of the medicinal properties. But, um, so in Oklahoma, when we went out there and talked to them because they were just about to uh, approve the medical law. And what it takes is it takes a couple badasses to say, you know what, I'm going to open a store. I'm going I'm to do a grow and I'm going to hire a lawyer like you. So that way, when the cops come at me, it's, it's always about paperwork. Right. And, and somebody,
0: you know, being side. Yeah, it's something. about paperwork yeah. and compliance, man. It's like, no, are your papers in order? Oh, our papers are in order. We have yeah. them on file at our attorney's office. Yeah. And in Washington state for us, what it was,
1: was if I proclaim myself a patient and then uh, I would grow whatever, 10 plants and then I can grow for like three other people. So now I can grow 10 plants for those guys, too. So I'd have 60 plants and then I would take those plants and I would take them to my store that I run. And then when you come to my store, I have you sign a piece of paper that you're part of my collective. So I can say I grew this flower for you as well. It was a very arbitrary, weird, long way to do things, but in, in in a way though, because Washington State, when it's done right, they're very about like personal rights, like inalienable rights. Yeah, and, and so uh, that was the big scanning for the medical market was because uh, we don't tax medicine. That's the other thing too. You know, our medicine's not taxed, so uh, our marijuana wasn't taxed. There was no tax structure for all that medical cannabis, and that's part of the the thing that killed medical for us was when uh recreational said well how come we have to tax our weed and they don't have to tax their weed and so like the uh the um legislators were like oh we'll make it better with this one law that pretty much killed medical marijuana with a uh, with a uh, very uh deceiving name called the Patients act
0: yeah they do that sometimes like the freedom act is probably the thing that's going to enslave us all but yeah. uh, uh, Oklahoma actually has the population almost of about of an Oregon, so pretty close. Both of them are about four million. Oklahoma, a little under four million. Oregon, about two hundred thousand over four million. So, how many? How much larger is uh, Washington State than Oregon? Uh,
1: population wise?
0: Yeah. Let's
1: see. Well, you know, and also the thing too about um, Oklahoma uh is uh location location so when we were there um there are people coming from texas
0: that are learning about the, the new upcoming infrastructure uh yeah, is there's 20, no way to Texas I mean I, I bet Oklahoma goes adult use before Texas goes medical.
1: Well no what I'm saying is there's gonna be a lot of people coming from Texas to buy their medicine and going back
0: to Texas for a while. Uh,
1: You know, I mean,
0: from what I'm reading, though, like the Oklahoma medical marijuana laws, they're calling them the Wild West for a reason. It kind of seems like the the amount of uh, flour you're allowed to have for a patient is higher than in Illinois. And it seems like, you know, it's more along the lines of the Washington state caretaker model where it's harder to track the amount from seed to sale because, you know, you have somebody who's allowed to grow for somebody else, and they have all the flower that they are going to try to, like, maximize by what their limits are based on how many care, uh, patients they have.
1: Yeah, and then the other thing that they're going to have to be getting used to is growing's hard. I mean, uh, even though you plant 60 plants, you're not going to yield every single plant. I mean, you might if you get really lucky, but you're going to have uh, weak plants versus, you
0: know, things like mites and molds and you know, they're going to have to learn their ways pretty much. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally stoked to learn how to grow. Uh, and I, I can't wait to have my adult, uh, you know, little little room, my homegrown room in my house. But. Um, first, they have to get it out of the house and they have to pass that bill and then he has to sign it. And I have to make sure that it says the effective date is immediate. They'll be like, well, uh, cannabis is now legal uh, and I'm allowed to grow it in my house. You're not allowed to sell it, but then, you know, it's kind of like the Barney Franks line. You know, it's not allowed. You're not allowed to buy it. You're not allowed to sell it, but it's legal to have. So, like, you know, if by the grace of God, a joint falls up from the sky and, like, lands in your mouth, that's okay. Well, they might just even do the DC
1: model where you have to buy $30 stickers, but it comes with weed.
0: Oh, $30 stickers that come with weed. That is adorable. No, no, I I own a sticker store, uh, officer. Oh, really? A lot of... (laughs) funky stuff coming out of that sticker store of yours. No, you're allowed to give uh, weed away. You just can't sell it. So you can give weed away, but you can't sell it. Uh, That's great. You know, then you can just, you can have like something else that you sell like a sticker. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, it it might be, uh, somebody's asking about Alabama weed. Uh, I don't, I don't even think like Alabama has medical yet. I think Alabama has medical introduced in its legislature and that's where it's going to be for a while. Uh, will, I mean like uh, this Florida, Florida has medical marijuana. Florida actually has flour. What else in the South has medical marijuana? Georgia, Louisiana, hmm. you know, um, maybe- Alabama
1: is reducing um, uh, penalties though.
0: Oh, they're reducing penalties? Well, that's great. I'm glad that they're starting to relax that aspect of it. But to decriminalize is not to actually legalize whether it's 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 medical or if it's adult use. But yeah, I don't think that there's going to be any, any movement in the South anytime soon. If there is movement, it'll be in Florida. And I don't think Florida's going to go adult use until, who knows, Oklahoma might go before Florida, just looking at how Vibrant of the scene it apparently has down there.
1: Well, Florida will always remain Florida. Did you hear about the guy who uh, asked the cops to come in and smoke one
0: with him? That sounds like something a Florida man would do. That's where it came from. (laughs) Ah, the Florida Man website. It's it's one of the best headlines. All the best headlines start with Florida Man.
1: Damn right.
0: But I'm looking forward to. Uh, getting this crop in the ground here. Now we had a flood in Illinois, but it's it's receding and it looks like the uh, the soil's warming up and uh, the, the ground is drying. And so hopefully we'll be planting our first crop here in the state of Illinois in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that'd be exciting for you though.
0: Oh, it is. I'm totally stoked to, to check that out. And then, because it's it's going to be the whole business aspect of it. So it's like, all right, so they start here and they go there and then, you just look at at the business and where they need like the protections, like you know, make sure that their buy sell contracts between uh, the cultivators and the producers are, are clean, so that they they you know they just follow best standards and practices and and uh, you know with, with that you can put in. Because I mean, like sometimes I mean it's amazing how often it happens that you'll have this piece of litigation and then you see this small business and you see their invoices and their their billing practices or lack thereof, and you're like. Man, you didn't—you didn't put in an attorneys' fees clause. You didn't put in like any interest. If they didn't pay, you didn't put in any damage provisions. You didn't put in anything. I mean, like you're really leaving a lot to chance here, and you're really leaving a lot to—you know—hopefully not go wrong. And if something does go wrong, well, you're—you're you're kind of screwed.
1: Yeah. No, it's a uh, long process. And I hope they do catch up, but uh, oh, uh
0: it just takes time. I mean, like the first year will be the rockiest, and then. What I'm really worried and interested about is, does the demand for CBD continue to go up? Does the FDA or the USDA crack down on CBD? Uh, And then also, does the supply of hemp create a glut of CBD uh, so that the price just craters? And so everybody goes into the year thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to make all this money. Uh, And they go out of the year thinking, holy crap, we have to file for bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, with all these states individualizing their shit together, you know, some states are going to be ahead of others, like Wisconsin. Or not Wisconsin, Wyoming? Wyoming or, Wisconsin
0: had a crop of hemp last year. They did about 1,500 acres, I believe.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, states who already have fields are going to be ahead of the game. At least those farmers will be. Because it's going to come down to eventually down to quality. People are going to understand this CBD makes me feel better. This CBD is what I like. You know, the isolate from whatever manufacturer or, cause a lot of times too, like one of the things I use is cush creams and it's in a, depending on the type of uh, lotion they, they mix the base with and uh, you know, they put stuff like lavender. So it's other ingredients that are holistic type of ingredients that actually help out. So, I mean, yeah, that's, the that's their own
0: proprietary thing. I mean, then they're going to have to yeah. compete on, on quality and price and all that other stuff. But to the extent that they commoditize it and that the supply continues to go up and it is just grown for its commodity because most of the people that are going to be growing it, they just want to make sure that they get that uh, 10% level, that their crop doesn't come in hot, that they uh, dry it, uh, shuck it, dry it and chip it so that it can be sent to whomever is going to buy it. And they they get the best price for it. I just don't know what that price is going to be in the future.
1: Yeah. All I know now here, uh washington state we're down to like uh sellers selling their shit as low as a dollar a gram
0: like it's this. what what's a dollar a gram hemp or or marijuana 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 for a dollar gram that's that's ridiculously cheap
1: and then think about so like it's a dollar gram from the grower if they get that and then with all the taxes involved when it gets to me it's eventually like seven dollars
0: that's still pretty cheap. I mean, like the uh, medical marijuana in Illinois is, you know, you could pay $20 a gram depending. I mean, that's going to be the premium stuff, though, like the the best, highest quality flour you can get is probably going to be in the ballpark at $20 a gram.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds about which is unfortunately market. Right.
0: But that's the thing. If that's already the market price and then, you know, if you get economies of scale. But the market price doesn't move because that's what the consumers are already used to paying. It, it works out better for everybody because then the, the state makes their taxes. The growers make their cut. The, the processors make their cut. And it's it's a higher quality than you're going to get on the street. And then the street's going to you know, that's still illegal what they're doing. And so cops can focus on the uh, non licensed sale of cannabis as opposed to the, the licensed sale. Cannabis will be like untaxed cigarettes or like moonshine, you know. So in theory, you're not allowed to buy cigarettes that don't have the taxes paid on them. You're not allowed to buy tax free liquor and you won't be allowed to buy tax free marijuana.
1: Which, you know, marijuana shouldn't be in the same boat as cigarettes and um, alcohol, but it's just an ignorant reality that we have to face.
0: That's true. uh, Unless you have home grow. Then you can grow your own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I gotta be uh, bouncing out.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I think that the home grow joke is a, a fine place to end. But let's uh, hope that there's another wonderful week in cannabis legalization news, and something else happens next week that's big that we can talk about. I might look more into this Oklahoma. Maybe we'll have somebody come on from Oklahoma to talk about this green rush that's going on there that uh, was completely going on underneath my radar. But I will not fly when I say, Wow, well, where should I go to next? What's a place that I haven't been to? Oklahoma never came up on that.
1: Well, that's why they're flyover states.
0: I'm in a flyover state. Anyway, you're not, you're on the coast. I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you man. right.